Welcome back to Punk Law 101. My name is Walter, and on today's episode, we are talking about the Derek Chauvin verdict. Just a quick reaction uh, of uh, me and Mr. John Rinaldi, our co-host. And then afterwards, John's going to go ahead and catch us up on a, on a little ditty about uh, Nike and their attempt to stop the demon shoes using trademark law. Will they succeed? Will they fail? Will uh, Nase Ase X uh, dance a little bit on the, the Nike grave? We will find out. So tune in and let's bring them on. My friend, your favorite lawyer in the whole darn world, Mr. John Rinaldi of Legal Aid, New Jersey. I mean, I know there's like the 800-pound the gorilla in the room. Well, that's, that's what I figured we were going to lead off with first, and we'll <laughs> jump on to see if there's anything else that we really want to talk about. That's because all, That's all anyone will fucking talk about. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, the Derek Chauvin case, the, uh, um, yeah, I mean, literally a, a year in the ma- actually, I'm surprised this was so less quick. than a year. Actually, I, I'm actually more surprised that this this was already over. Actually, right? I'm pretty sure it's it was 11 months ago today. That's quick. Like, that is it, quick for for a fucking criminal trial. Yeah, I, I. And especially one involving a police officer, and you think they'd be trying to delay everything, and, and like with how high, high profile it is, and it's like, wow, that's yeah. So, I I don't know that it it, it like so w- just from the verdict itself, he was found guilty on all accounts. He was found guilty of unintentional second degree murder, third degree murder, and second degree manslaughter. Um, I mean. I don't know where did you fall on this. I feel like it, it kind of they landed kind of um, correct on it. Where okay, like you asked me what I actually think or what I thought was going to happen. Let's go from that. What do we think was going to actually happen first? I was kind of like to be perfectly honest with you, nothing would have surprised me. I I kind of refrained from making predictions because I'm like, man, this is how you get severely disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of the same um, way too. I, I didn't but, really have an I, uh, I didn't have a finger on the pulse either way. But I mean, if I really had to, I guess looking back, if I had to guess prior to knowing, I probably would have thought he would get at least the manslaughter. I was like, I could see them not doing the murder, the unintentional murder. Let me let me clarify that because that's a sticking point because a lot of fucking dumbasses don't know the difference apparently or are just not properly reading the charges. Uh, yeah. No, because like Ben Shapiro was like, "Well, I don't know what you're. I well, like, normally second degree murder requires intent, and like, dude, it's second degree unintentional murder. It's in the charge. Are you like you you graduated from Harvard? Did you from Harvard Law? And you you just didn't read the charges? Ben Shapiro hasn't practiced a day of criminal. I know that. So I, I, yeah, I don't think he's ever practiced. He's fuck. Fucking dumbass. Yeah, like, like don't don't go on the radio and talk about it if you didn't actually read what the charges were. Like, come the practice. fuck on. <laughs> like, like okay, you can make an opinion on it if you never practice. I can, I get that, but at the same time, oh, that's fine. But you should at the very least know that it was unintentional murder, and that in, also different in, states. In name. <laughs> also, different states have different charges. Yeah, of, like. like like, like what second degree murder is and what second degree unintentional murder. We it's like would. what what that tells me is that he knows nothing of criminal law aside from what he learned in his like fucking one L crim law class. Like that's that's all he knows, because, yes, as a general rule, yeah, second degree murder generally does require some type of intent. 
uh, but but that but that's a whole separate charge from unintentional murder. It's not the same thing. Yeah, it's. I don't know. It feels like you know if you're opining on it, and you're opining on whether they got something correct. You would think you would have looked up like I don't know what what the elements of the charge actually are. Yeah, instead of guessing them on air, like, that's. So I mean, I at least thought he would get third degree murder because it was a lot similar to that case that was a few years ago where it was a black police officer and a white woman, and the white woman got shot. Mm. And that's what the black police officer ended up getting. And I'm curious as to what they're going to. I've heard a lot of uh, talk about him getting 10 years, him getting 12 and a half years, which is what the sentencing guidelines say. Uh, What do you think it's going to end up being? I were the judge. I probably just go with sentencing guidelines just to that way. If anyone complains, I feel like, hey, that's what the guidelines say. Yeah, I think that's probably true, too. I I know that's not satisfying, but, like, I'm being very honest. I I would want an out. (laughs) Yeah, and also it kind of puts you in that, like, in-between zone. This seems like what it's supposed to be. This seems about right. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think that, and again, like, I think even the family attorney uh, for... um, uh, for George Floyd uh, had said that he... uh, but they thought it was going to end up being about 10 years, maybe 12 and a half years max. Mm. Which, like, you know, 12 and a half years for killing somebody like that is kind of like... I guess. Uh, you know, it, it, it's... I don't know. I, I think I, I'm not going to really overly complain about sentencing guidelines on something like that, to be honest. Yeah, like, it's, it's, a, it's, it's hard, just in general. Like, I, I don't know. Like, cause, like, the problem is, no, like even if you put him in, even if you executed him, it wouldn't fix the problem, right? No, and that's so generally the problem. Like, yeah, so it's kind of like, so like, what really is the point of putting him in jail? Like, re- uh, wow, I'm getting into like L, like like one L fucking criminal again. This, <laughs> like, what is the point? There kind of isn't any. It's just strictly retribution at this point. Like, well, punishment. You're hoping that maybe you know he comes out a bit better of a person. I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah, well, but he probably doesn't think he deserves. I, I, I generally don't think prison makes anyone a better person ever. No, I mean, maybe, maybe there are some fringe cases, but I don't, I don't actually like. I, we, we don't rehabilitate in America. That's not what we do. Nope. I mean, and it's gotten even worse as more private prisons have taken over. Yeah, so, like, I don't have any hope for that. At this point, it strictly is retribution, which, like, isn't good, but, hey, uh, that's the system we've got. Yeah, so I I was a little shocked that all three charges came back uh, guilty. Like, I was, I maybe thought, like, two of them would have come back guilty, and they okay. would have maybe. I, just because <sighs> I... I feel like juries in those kind of cases like to punt the ball a little bit. I mean, I'm with you, sort of. The problem I have with what you're saying is when they came back after only 10 hours. Oh, yeah. I was kind of like, all right, that's not a good sign for, for Mr. Schubert. No, I agree. Um, I think we both said that, too. When, yeah, like, we, like, when we messaged each other on it, it was yeah, we like, saying it was like, uh, like it was, oh, this is not a good sign for him. He's going. Yeah, like that's not like ten hours. It's not a lot of time to go over all of that. I mean, 
That, that but, means they're sure of their opinion, and it's probably going one of two ways, either not guilty or guilty. And it's like, I just couldn't see it being not guilty on all counts. Like, I just couldn't. Like, I would have... I would have bet money on it not being that. And like, well, that means that they really weren't fighting about this. So they all seem to agree. And with only 10 hours, guilty on all counts is far more likely. Or, I mean, I guess it's possible that like the jurors could like cut a deal in the room. Like, all right, fine, we'll do these two. And then that one. And like, we'll drop that one. But it's just, it was so quick. Yeah. Um. Like, yeah, I... I got to say, it's I, I'm not really shocked by any of it, but I wouldn't have been shocked if they had said not guilty for all three at some point, too. Like, it's just because we've seen that also with these kind of cases. Yeah, like, eh, I don't know. It's I like I like I said, that's why I refrained from trying to, like, make any like bold predictions prior because like, man, this is how you get burned. Like, we all know how this typically goes, so. Um, um, I, if I'm perfectly honest, I actually kind of just forgot about the whole thing after a while. Like, I, I didn't even know that, like, the trial was over until you had messaged me. Like, I didn't, didn't even pay attention to it. It's like, oh, oh, that's happening today. Lovely. Well, it was funny because I think you, you brought it up to me that it was almost over or something, and I didn't even... Yeah, but I, like, didn't follow it. Like, I knew that it was... I, I had followed a little bit of it. The, the parts that I had paid attention to were just like the, the defense's arguments because I was like, oh, these are going to be good. But the actual like schedule of the trial, I really didn't know. I didn't know when they had planned on ending it. For all I knew, it could have gone on for another month. And then you're like, oh, they're going to read the verdict today. I'm like, oh, that's today? Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> you would have figured it would have went on at least. Like I've heard some of them go on for weeks sometimes. So Now, I, I have opinions about the defense here, and I, I was wondering what you thought of this. Like, I'm not going to say the, that the defense attorney did a bad job. I don't I don't think that's what happened here. I think he got handed a turd and couldn't polish it very well. Um, I, I understand that from a legal standpoint, it makes sense to, like, throw a bunch of defenses at the wall and see what sticks. But I, I kind of have this thought in my head where if you're going to put up contradictory defense arguments – you're going to look really stupid to a jury. Like, a judge will understand what you're doing. Yeah. But a jury is going to... Because, like, one of the things that bugged me was they're, like... Like, the defense is, like, simultaneously saying that George Floyd was larger and he was bigger and he was a threat and he had to be, you know, like, like um, restrained. But also, he was so sickly from his drug use that he was already near death. I'm like, well, which one is it, man? Like, I, I get what you're doing. You're, you, from a legal standpoint, are putting forth two separate defenses. I understand that. But you, you're you not going to convince a jury that, like, that, that, that doesn't work. You can't do that to lay people. I I mean, it's a very, very razor-thin line you have to walk if you're going to try don't, and I don't actually off. think you can. Because here's the thing. I don't think, think non-attorneys are so stupid that they don't see what you're doing, but they're not versed enough in the law to appreciate it. I mean, let me put it this way. You can make the argument that somebody is a dangerous person, but they're also on drugs. I mean, but they were, well, they, they were trying to downplay that that his that 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 Chauvin's um restraint was what killed him and they were trying to make the argument that oh he was already near death yeah and he, he had was... the and it's kind of like okay like well which one is he like a, a 
a big, strong monster of a man, or is he a frail person who, if you put him in a reasonable restraint, he'll die? You can't have it both ways. Like, it just doesn't work. And you're going to look really stupid trying to convince a jury of that. And I, I, yeah. My, my opinion is you pick one and you stick with it. But that's not what the defense chose to do, probably because neither one of them was particularly good. <laughs> it, it, it's, it was a hard fight to fight. And I think that it's you, you're trying to throw stuff at the wall, no, especially because it's also a very publicized case. People, you know, any I, I'm shocked that they, they weren't like fighting over jurors left and right. And I'm shocked it went this quick. Like I said before. I was shocked that it was like, oh, we already have, we're already into this trial. Oh, we already have a verdict. Like, I was shocked that it wasn't like, I was shocked they weren't playing the delay game and trying to find ways to to push it out. Um, and again, like he's the face of it. I'm really more curious as to the other three guys for when their stuff comes up. Will they plead to something? Will they actually go to trial? Will they get convicted? Because I think the other three guys, again, like, you know, they're there, they're observing it, they're, you know, they're, you know, making sure people don't come and affect it. But I, you know, I can maybe see the argument where they, they maybe get off or maybe they get an offer or plea that lets them out on it because, you know, it wasn't their knee that's on the guy's neck. Now, granted, you're also part of the system and you're also, you were literally standing there and telling people to back off and you could have told the cop, you know, that, that has his knee on the back of the guy's neck to get off of him. I mean, or maybe like you could have also like not told like the firefighter to back off. Yeah. That's another, not quite the same as a police officer, but like, I'm sure you could have allowed them to like give first aid, but you didn't like it just, and like, I, I, I kind of think the defense ruined its own credibility on a lot of this. Like, Man, like, I'm sorry. David Fowler is a fucking quack. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the fucking carbon monoxide killed him. Like, dude, what? Are you fucking kidding me? There, there wasn't a single test to show that there was any carbon monoxide in the system whatsoever. So, so you're just guessing at this point. You're just throwing shit out there. And it shows. And then apparently now, like, the state of Maryland is going to, like, Oh, like like review Fowler's old cases because he made such an ass of himself. <laughs> it's like, wow, you, you ruined your own credibility with an expert. Good job. So badly that now people are like, oh, we're gonna be reviewing this. So like it the if if your expert testimony becomes a punchline for the public, you fucked up. Like, I'm sorry. That the, the the whole car exhaust thing has is, is just a punchline now. You would have been better off not ever saying that and just letting it go. I have a question. How do you feel about the trial actually being like broadcasted live? I don't give a shit. Whatever. I feel like this gets like I think it does get like affected a little bit. Like I think that there is a little bit of more like everybody's seeing what evidence is being provided. Um, I, mean, I didn't watch it, so it was kind. Of, I should have probably watched it just to get. I mean, but, the way I see it. Like these proceedings are public, so I don't really have a problem with it being broadcast. I don't mind it to an extent, but there is a difference between having to show up in person to watch and having the ability to stream it on your TV or watch it on the news and have like, 
Like I, I, I see the difference there as far What's as the problem. I mean, generally speaking, if it was if every court was like that, I wouldn't have a problem. It, when we start getting into these things of, you know, who gets to decide and it's, you know, if the judge is able to go ahead, like, for instance, uh, Cahill was the one who, who allowed the trial to be broadcasted live on TV. Now, granted, from the judge's perspective, he might look at it and say, you know what, this is a case of public importance. Everybody needs to see that I'm doing my job. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. And I kind of agree with that. I think he kind of knew that it's like uh, that it's like this could definitely affect, you know, uh, the public perception of the, the legal process. So I, I don't just I, I don't know. I, I don't mind it. I, I think there is a question to be involved with it because, you know, it, it's one thing to have something publicly broadcasted. And it's another thing to have to go somewhere to to go see it and i, I and I, I see it both ways i guess i kind of don't mind the idea I mean, that it's broadcasted live but the way that i've grappled with this question is like by asking myself one simple thing do i think it changed the outcome and i don't think it did and so i kind of don't care like i don't think the outcome would have been different and so whatever it doesn't make any difference maybe you don't it made... think it changes the outcome I mean, maybe not, maybe not in this case, but you you don't think broadcasting it live could change the outcome? Mm, not in this particular case, no. But that's what I'm saying. I'm maybe not even in, not in this particular case because I feel like there was already enough public scrutiny on it where everybody was already pretty well aware of what was going on. My question is, was you know, do you think the that this could affect other cases if you were to say broadcast a case live on TV? Maybe, but isn't that kind of the trade-off you make to make the proceedings public? Like I said, there's a difference like, between like something nothing being is public. Like there, there's there's a difference between something being public and broadcasting it live on television. Okay. Now, granted, now, just because you know, you on TV doesn't mean people have to watch. You know as well as I do, fucking trials are boring, man. We, you and I think that. I didn't even watch. I didn't even watch it. I was like, this is, this is not exciting television. I'd rather go do something else. I'll just, I'll just read the fucking articles about it. Like that's what reporters are paid for. Let them do their fucking job. See, you and I think that way, but people who are like, I don't, I don't know a single person who actually sat there and watched the fucking. Oh, dude, yeah. Do you know more people in their like forties or fifties? Uh, I guess that's true. I don't know too many people. Yeah, my, those kind my, of people. My, my, the people who love Judge Judy and Judge friend, whatever and Judge this person and Judge, I, Judge, Judge, like all gonna, those TV shows. I'm going to say my, my, my friend's group kind of maxes out about 36. <laughs> yeah, like I, I have family members who are older that are like who are really into it. Well, and like do they, they have jobs. Yeah, but like, well, especially now everybody's working from home. You could have the TV on and you could be watching part of the trial while you're doing your work. Ugh. But remember, everybody was watching that the the trial, the Casey Anthony trial, and that was uh, a maybe, live thing. Maybe it's because I'm an attorney. Like the, the prospect of watching a trial while doing other legal work just sounds horrible. I don't want to do that. That sounds so shitty. I mean, I don't, you don't, we don't want to watch it because it's, well, for us, it's like watching a legal TV show. 
right? You, you're getting, rem- you're getting re- reminded what you typically do on a day-to-day basis. You're mm-hmm. something you really don't want to be dealing with on a cons- like outside of your normal day job. It's like going home and giving yourself homework. But there's people who aren't lawyers who love watching that shit. That's why there's legal it, dramas on TV. Yeah, but legal dramas are usually like, it, it's it's played up for the camera. This wasn't. This was very dry, boring procedure. I'm gonna tell you right now. The prosecutor might have done a good job, but he's he's not very. He's not not a good actor. His, his lines didn't really hit very well. He just kind of <laughs> got his point across. Like. Now, I'm not saying that if I were the prosecutor in this case, I might have hammed it up a little bit for the camera. It's just a little bit, you know, gonna give my lines a little delivery. I'm, I'm just saying it's it's not like how like in Law and Order where the prosecutors, you know, you know, like fucking giving his lines well and it's well delivered and it's drama. Like, no, he was asking like some general questions in a very monotone tone of voice. And got his point across and sat down like, oh, OK. This like not, I said, this is not entertainment. <laughs> like I said, you and I wouldn't find it entertaining, but there are people out there who do find that stuff entertaining. And Ugh, they're I, fucking weirdos. And if you're listening to this and you like watching trials, you're a fucking weirdo. They're they're probably a big cross section given what given what this podcast is about. <laughs> but I'm going to show my disdain for the audience, <laughs> and I don't care. <laughs> fucking. Go- do you know how many times I had to like? Fucking... Please keep on listening while John makes fun of you for watching trial. Do you know, how, do you know how many times I was working at Rutgers? I'd have to like go sit at Veterans and wait to be called, and I just had to listen to all the fucking proceedings. And my eyes would just glaze over. Like I don't like. Oh, I don't even give a fuck anymore. <laughs> I think the most beautiful thing is the fact they invented Zoom court, <sighs> Zoom proceedings, because you don't have to go in and spend all your whole time staring at the wall watching. People yeah. Play. That is that is a, a, a very large improvement over the way things used to be done. Oh my god! Uh, showing up at eight a.m. to you know get called until three. Like, what am I supposed to do all fucking day? You get mad at you for looking at your phone. They get mad at you for for stepping out. The Honestly, room, going to the bathroom. Essex, Essex County seems to be pretty okay with you using your phone. Like, there's in most of the most of the the, the courtrooms in in Essex, so be like, you can't be on your phone except attorneys. Like, there's a little sign. <laughs> they they've given That's us that. Funnier, though. They've given and us the one like, concession. You can browse on your phone, but everyone else can't. <laughs> Well, maybe that's what I have a bigger problem with. I hate that they treat attorneys that much different than regular I people. I mean, we're not regular people. We're better than all of you out there. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what the paper on my wall says. Actually, I don't actually I don't have a copy of my diploma. <laughs> I never picked it up from records. Dean G probably still has it in a drawer somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, I, I that always actually kind of sort of bothered me was the those little weird things that it's like you get to cut the line or you get I get why they let you cut the line because you usually have multiple cases in a day. I get that aspect. Okay, I don't look, like look. the aspects of like being able. And by the way, they should just make it more efficient and do better scheduling. I mean, instead yes. of having twenty people here's, on top of each other. Here's what I have to say: if you out there uh, uh, agree with Walter on this, look. It's, it, it sucks that you gotta be at court. I get it. I don't like being there either. But the fact that I had to be there day in and day out, multiple days a week, I deserve to cut the line. You come in and you do your thing and you leave and you don't have to think about it anymore. I have to keep coming back. Let me cut Lead the us. line. It's fine. No, no. If, if, if you are a frequent flyer at, at court, which is not a good thing if you're a non-attorney, 
But either way, I think you should have pro- I think you should have priority. I think there should be frequent flyer miles for people that go to court. If if you're gonna be there, you know, multiple days a week, then fine. <laughs> you deserve to cut the line too. Uh weren't you looking at a case the other day that was um what was the, the was it the Nike case? Oh yeah, I, I it, it ended about the way I thought it would. I was very angry about it when I messaged you about it. Like this is so fucking stupid. Was uh, that the um? Was that the the voodoo? Not the voodoo. The the blood the, one. The Satan shoes. Satan shoes. Yeah. Fucking fuck Nike. <laughs> fuck jackasses. So what was the the point of that? That they were they okay. were suing over. Um... So for for those who don't know, although I don't know how you couldn't know. Um, the rapper Lil Nas X did a he he did a a custom sneaker collaboration with a, a company called Mischief, and what they did was they took some Nike Air Max 97s. I'm just gonna say I know about this, so I will be I will be specific. Um, and they customized them uh, to be black and red and have like a pentagram um, tag on them. They embroidered um, a Bible verse, not the actual verse, but the citation. Um, a bunch of stuff to, to make it look like cool Satan shoes and whatnot. And they, they say they put a drop of blood in the soul. I don't know if that's true. It doesn't really matter. It's all marketing shit. Um, and they sold them. And, of course, uh, conservative media, because they have nothing else to do now that Trump is out of office, um, latched onto it and started bitching about it. And like, oh, how dare Nike make Satan shoes? Like, they didn't, for starters. Um, but it was enough of an outrage about it that Nike sued the company. They didn't sue Lil Nas X. They sued the company that made them, um, saying that it was diluting their trademark. Now, the problem with that is people have been making and selling custom Nikes since like the 80s, mm-hmm. and they've never done anything about it because they weren't knockoff Nikes that were modified. They were authentic, yeah. and then they were changed. And that, as you know, falls under the first sale doctrine. Yep. <laughs> um, and just, I'm just going to oversimplify this, Reverend. The first sale doctrine basically means if you buy something, uh, you, you you can sell it without infringing on a trademark. Um, yeah, and you can you can change it up to whatever way you want. Yeah, you can it. do what the fuck you want with it. The the if I remember correctly, the name of it is like because the company had the benefit of the first sale. And now you can do whatever the fuck you want with it. It's yours. Um, It's the reason why you are allowed to buy and sell cars. Now, Nike was trying to say that it's hurting their, 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 their trademark. I'm like, how is it hurting your trademark? They, they, they're of their Nike shoes with some custom embroidery. Yeah. And not Um, only that, these people bought now, unless they were made with fakes, they were not. That was that was a thing. Like they, they they were not fakes. I, I happened to be a, a part of the, 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 the custom Nike seed and no one no one respectable does that with fakes. It's just not a thing. In fact, I'm willing to bet that those shoes that were were bought from Nike.com themselves. Like they, they probably have the fucking order like receipt. So bullshit. Nike's just pandering to fucking conservative media so that they'll shut up about it. And like, okay, fine. Um and then they settled and Nike got nothing out of it because the only thing that the only thing they stipulated in the settlement that anyone who wants to return them who thought that they were getting a genuine Nike endorsed product can, but I guarantee that no one will because the types of people who are buying them know what they're buying. Yeah. 
So it's just stupid. Like Nike made a whole big stink about it and they made themselves look fucking stupid. Dear God. And I just want to point out, I, I, I own a Honda. If I wanted to paint Satan on it and a big pentagram and, and call it the Satan mobile and then sell it, Honda can't do dick about it. <laughs> Dear God. But yeah, it was just, it was like an infuriating thing. What bugged me was that Nike got their stupid injunction. Like, they did not have a likelihood of, of prevailing on the merits. That judge is a fucking jackass. Yeah, right? Wait a second. <laughs> that's, wait. that's what bugged me. They, they, they got their preliminary injunction. injunction. I'm like, that is, they didn't, there's no way in hell. Either that judge was like, it's Nike. I'm just going to give it to him so they'll shut up. Or he just had no understanding of what was actually happening. And I'm going to be generous and say it was the latter. I'm, I'm thinking it was the latter. I also think, you know, when you look at the balancing of the equities there, uh, you know, yeah, like it, it doesn't make any actual sense that they would get a preliminary injunction, which you might want to explain for the audience if they don't know what the standard is. <laughs> yeah, well, so in order to get a preliminary injunction, you have to prove that you have a likelihood to succeed on the merits, but there's also a you have to balance the, the equity, well, wait, right? You're, 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 you're forgetting an important part there must be irreparable harm, yes. Well, and, and so that maybe that's the one thing is with, with Nike, though, right? Okay, but like if, there can be irreparable harm, but if you're not going to win, you don't get your injunction, you got to have both, yeah. Like, no one's doubting, I would argue, that, like, it was hurting Nike with conservatives. Fine. I'll, I will grant that. But under the law, you weren't going to win. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. You need both. You can't just have one. Maybe, well, you, you again, earlier alluded to the fact that they were, there was at least part of the allegation was that maybe some of these were fakes. Maybe no, that's I don't, what helped. I, I don't Nike's actually think argument. they allege that in the complaint, though. I read the complaint. I don't recall seeing anything about them saying they were counterfeits. Hmm. They were just saying that they were modified without the authorization of Nike, which like they don't need your authorization, man. They yeah, like they you don't. Can, you kind of go I, back to first sale doctrine there. Yeah, like if I buy a thing, I can like repaint it and, and sell it, and if I want to put a fucking pentagram on it, there's nothing you can do about it. Damn. I mean, the, the, the way the way I saw it was there was absolutely no way that Nike was going to win, because even if that judge was a complete idiot and let them win, it would have gotten overturned on appeal because that would fuck up a lot of things. Yeah. And, well, anything that you would be reselling that has that's yeah, been modified like the, with a the, trademark, the entire secondhand market for everything, like the implication for used cars. Does that mean that if you want to sell a car that a company doesn't think is up to snuff anymore, they can turn around and say, no, you can't because you're hurting our mark? I mean, you'd literally destroy Cobra. You'd destroy half yeah, of like, those like, post-aftermarket. Yeah. There was no way that it was ever going to happen. That's why when they got their injunction, I'm like, oh, that's fucking weird. Huh. And again, that's the only concept I can think of is if they were trying to now, here's a question on that. If you move for, I, I, I almost wonder if like maybe, just maybe behind the scenes, they like consented to like, like maybe they sort of, I'm not going to fight you on the injunction because the comp, like the attorneys for, for the, for the customizers just didn't give a shit. Cause like, I can see why you wouldn't, we already sold them. We weren't going to make more. You got an injunction saying we can't do a thing we weren't already going to do. 
So fuck it. I'm not even going to respond. Have your stupid injunction. Yeah, that's probably it, too. I, I wonder if that might have been it. But, like, I, I didn't actually look at the filings for that. I, I couldn't. I didn't look for them. The, the complaint was posted all over the Internet. But the actual file, I'm sure if I wanted to find it, I could. But I almost wonder if they're just, like, they're seeking an injunction to stop us from doing something that we have no intention of doing. So, whatever. Like, I'm not going to bill. Because, like, I mean, that's almost a good question. Like, should you should you then bill your client for the time it takes to, like, respond to the motion? Yeah. If, it... if you know that it means nothing, I guess ethically, no. <laughs> well, you should at least get run by them. And well, yeah, yeah. The but, like, it's, is. It, is, it, is, it is a reasonable position to say, look, I, you, you can give me a couple grand to respond to this and, like, we'll win it. But even if they win, it doesn't make a difference. Because uh, I'm assuming they were already finished selling. Because those are really yeah, limited they, editions, right? Yeah, they, 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 they sold out in, like, an hour. Or, or like, yeah. I think minutes, if I remember correctly. But, yeah, like, they were already sold and shipped. So like you're you're getting an injunction to say we can't do something that we like weren't going to do. Hmm. Like, yeah. Okay, fine. Like if someone filed, if someone went to court and like got an injunction against me saying I can't jump off a bridge, like well, okay. You do that. <laughs> the I'm actually more just shocked that like cuz I remember seeing those come out and I just was like I didn't know little uh not I was an X or I, I don't know. Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> I, I don't know how to say his name. I know he, he has a <laughs> old, old Town Road song. Yes. Um, it was a remix, but yeah, I, I think he, he was. I, I, that's all I knew is that it had something to do with him, which was weird because I didn't know he had anything to do with shoes. But I guess everybody has something to do with shoes eventually. It, in, it was in the it, modern day world. There, there is a deeper story to it. Like he had released a music video that like had some satanic imagery. So he wanted to do that. And then on top of that, the same customizers had done a Jesus shoe a few years back. Also Air Max 97s, but they were white in like light blue. And they had holy water in the sole, supposedly. So they were like, hey, this is this will be fun. Like, we can do a thing. And that, and that was a point that people brought up. Like, oh, N Nike didn't sue them over the Jesus shoes. Huh. Which they didn't. Yeah, there. That, that's the other thing is, like, you didn't, you never went ahead and went after anybody else who did this before. Yeah, like Nike had no legal ground to stand on, and the and the fact that they got nothing, like not, not not damages, not nothing out of the settlement, proves it. It was a it was a fucking PR show so that they could show Tucker Carlson they were doing something about it. <laughs> Specifically, Tucker Carlson. Well, him and all the other right wing shitheads. Dear God. Oh my God. Um, did you have another thing you want to talk about? I have. I, I do have one other thing that, like, one other big news thing, I guess. And then there's uh, there's some Supreme Court cases I haven't gone over yet, but there's a new one that just. I was released, I was like, gonna say week. there were some Supreme Court cases very recently that I haven't like really looked at in detail. I know there's the one where like they they affected like the the sentencing guidelines for minors. Yes, Which so that was written by Brett Kavanaugh, and it was yeah. a three decision. So if you were wondering if the conservative justices don't know who happen to be evil bastards, they now went ahead and said that it is okay to sentence a minor to life in prison without parole. I mean, Which, I don't know, man. I'm I'm not saying it's right. 
I'm not saying it's right. I disagree with it. But, like, I don't know. I was 16 once, and I knew not to shoot people. Like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, but, like, I don't know. 15, 14, when do you, where do you draw that line? And I think at least the fact that you were able, used to be able to say, like, okay, I know where I'm going to draw that line. I'm going to draw that line right around puberty. So, like, 13, 14. Yeah, well, it depends. I guess it's different for everyone. So, from 12 to 14. I don't know. I, I think for, to me, that like I'm again. I'm not saying that I'm for putting minors in jail for the rest of their lives. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is like I don't know, man. Maybe some minors should go to jail for the rest of their lives. All right, but they're gonna honestly, they'll probably end up going to jail for the rest of their lives eventually again anyway. Like it's like, just like they a, should a, be a, given some point to if they do something before the age of eighteen, be able okay. to rehabilitate themselves to some extent to be able to get back on the street. And then fine, if they fuck up again, then put them back in jail for that, the rest of their lives. See, the problem I have with that is that presumes that we that I have any faith in the rehabilitative like powers of of juvenile lockup, which I don't. Um, Again, I'm not I'm not saying I agree with it. I know this is like an unpopular take. It's just like, I don't know, man. Like I see like cases where like 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 those fucking teenage girls that killed that Uber Eats driver in DC. Like, I don't know. If they got jail for the rest of their lives, I probably wouldn't feel too bad about it. Like, don't fucking steal cars. I don't know. I'm I'm being very honest here. <laughs> Yeah, like, I, I, I'm I'm not losing sleep over that. Now, like I don't know, like a fucking 10-year-old who like has a, you know, I, maybe that's a little different, but they're 13 and 15. I knew not to fucking carjack at fucking 13. <laughs> what? You mean you were out jacking cars? No, Dang. and I also wasn't shooting people with tasers either. Yeah, I don't I've never so done like, that either. Again, I'm not saying I think they should go to jail for the rest of their lives. I am not saying that. I am saying that if they did, I wouldn't lose any sleep over it. And so it's less I it's less that I agree with the court and more that I don't know, man, like eh, it's hard. I don't know. I think somebody because again, rest of your life, life without parole, you're talking about 30, 40, 50 more years of your life to be in prison that's i don't know like i don't know for one fuck up at the age of 15 don't kill people i don't know well and and that here's the other aspect of it that that's just presuming that we think our legal system works and is just and is fair well okay yes if if it's an iffy conviction then like that's not cool but i mean they were they were kind of caught on camera stealing the car just hazing the guy it's kind of kind of not really well that's not, one not, individual it's not really but, a question but again I, that's I, one individual well, case right well, remember remember the case does not say that you must put minors in jail for the rest of their lives it's just making it easier for states to do so in cases where they deem appropriate so yeah i don't have a lot of that's what i'm getting at again i, I still think it's wrong i have less faith in the saying. in the states making the right making good law than i do in the juvenile detention process rehabilitating children I'd say that my lack of faith is about equal for both of those, actually. Oh, yeah. But then I can also make the argument that there might even be some of those kids that go to jail for, you know, life without parole who maybe, you know, didn't do the thing that they're accused of. Okay, yeah, that's that's I mean, well, clearly that's not good. Yes. And then at least having that silver lining that, hey, listen, if the system fucked up that badly. 
that maybe after 20 years of being in lockup, they can maybe go ahead and get free. Dude, that is such a deep dive for a silver lining. I don't know, man. Like, what are you going to do? You take a minor, you put him in jail for 20 years, and you throw him back out and say, all right, figure out life. That's almost more cruel. <laughs> I mean, the whole setup is cruel, so I don't know. <laughs> like, shit. I, I totally get why they reoffend. I just, like, fuck it, let's go back. I'm just going to spend the rest of my life in there because I'm never going to make it out here. Yeah, well, I don't know. The 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 whole prison system is a joke. The whole legal system in the U.S. It's hard. It's a mess. Like, I think if I have a takeaway, it's that I could be convinced that there are some cases where minors commit crimes that should be lifetime in prison. That's maybe probably, probably exceedingly rare, but so I'm kind of like. Mm. So if you think it's exceedingly rare that that, then why is that the rule? Why is that like you're giving? I don't the, know. Why are you giving I, the state the ability and to I, do and, that? And, and, and I come back to, I didn't say that the court was right. I'm just saying I have mixed feelings about it. Yeah, I, 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 I'm a human. I understand. I'm, I'm allowed I understand to the be complex. Of it. I understand the, your position on it. I just think that it's like a messy. Like it's like. Really, we're going to allow them to have these, like, to be able to put somebody who is under the age of 18, not old enough to vote, not old enough to to, to do so many different things. And again, you're saying, you know, I, and I think the, the, the person in this individual case was 15. So, yeah, like you're saying that there there's no hope for rehabilitation. There's no like, again, we're one of the only Western civilizations that even does that. I'm again. I'm not saying it's right. Just that, like I said, my feelings are complex. I'm allowed to be. I'm allowed to be a, a multi-layered onion. <laughs> I knew you were going the onion metaphor. God, we're so old. We're making Shrek references, and that came out in like 2001. Speaking of Shrek references, did you see Mortal Kombat? I did not, because I have a feeling it will suck. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, John. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And on tomorrow's episode, we will be talking about the Deshaun Watson case, right? We're going to be talking a little bit about it. Not a lot. I'll be catching John up. You heard John catching me up on Nike. I get to catch John up on a case that I'm semi-familiar with. Uh, and then tune in. And uh, you can follow uh, the podcast at PunkLaw101. You can follow me at B-R-O-J-O. Death is in the end of life. Punch like a delicious drink you drink in the summer. We'll